0: Have you ever prepared for some great event, perhaps a wedding feast or a birthday party, and spared no expense to make it a wonderful occasion? Maybe you sent out special invitations with RSVPs so that you would know in advance who would be coming, but then you get a refusal, or maybe more than one. Maybe some of the reasons were a little flimsy in your estimation. How did it make you feel? Hurt? Angry? There was a story that the Lord Jesus told about a man who prepared a great banquet feast, and the invitations all went out. Come, for all things are now ready. But there were many refusals, a lot of them. Jesus said the man became angry and sent his servants out to bring other people to his banquet instead. Well, his point was simple. The gospel message goes out to all. You probably heard it here on Anchor Point week after week but then the refusals come in, excuses that will not hold up when placed before God. You see, God also prepared a tremendous banquet, as it were, filled with good things, eternal life, the forgiveness of sins, a life with Christ, peace, purpose, endless fulfillment and joy, to name a few. We hope that as you listen to evangelist Mr. Tom Hoy explain this parable, that you will not come up with excuses for rejecting the call of God for salvation.
1: I'm going to read at verse number 13 in the Gospel of Luke in chapter 14. Now, when one of those who sat at the table with him, that's with Jesus, when they heard these things, he said to him, Blessed is he who shall eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then the Lord Jesus said this to him, A certain man gave a great supper and he invited many and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come for all things are now ready. But they all with one consent began to make excuses. The first said to him, I've bought a piece of ground and I must go and see it. I ask you to have me excused. Another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen, and I was going to test them. I ask you to have me excused. Still another said, I've married a wife. Therefore, I cannot come. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. The master of the house, being angry, said to the servant, go out quickly. So you can see there's urgency with this. Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor and the maimed and the lame and the blind, the servant said. Master, it is done as you commanded and still there's room. Then the master said to the servant, go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I say to you, None of those who were bidden, and the inference is here, they were bidden, they were invited, and they refused. None of those who were invited shall taste of my supper. What a lovely story that we can relate to, and certainly the people of that day could relate to, as the Lord Jesus told this story that would parallel the welcome by the Lord Jesus himself, by the Father, for people to come into the possession of blessings and riches and enjoyment, even as people who would be invited to a a feast. Now understand the picture in this particular day. Invitations would have gone out well in advance. And when the preparations were all made and in order, then the servants were sent out to say, come, it's now ready. And this wouldn't be an evening wedding reception as we might think of it. Go at three o'clock, four o'clock in the afternoon and see the wedding and then the reception and maybe it lasts till 10 or 11 o'clock at night. If this were a wedding feast, it would be a week long event no expense was withheld and that's what i want to think of as i think of this wedding feast or this feast that this certain man prepared it was exquisite in its provisions if we could just like step in through the door with our imaginations in full swing we might see tables with white linen, but hardly visible the white linen for all of the abundance of things that were prepared. Out of the riches of this man's abundance, and there would be crab and shrimp and cod and salmon. And and then for the beef lovers, the finest cuts of grass-fed beef, all of the abundance, whether it's steaks or rib roast, or even for fowl lovers, there would be other kinds of meat. Abundance, that's the point. No expense, withheld. And then there'd be tables spread with the finest of vegetables and, and then the delightful desserts of every kind. All this prepared out of the riches of the provision of the host of this feast. Now that's just a little parallel that the Lord Jesus himself told to the people that day. Here's this man who said, oh, blessed are the people who would eat bread in the kingdom of God. And then the Lord Jesus tells this story so that we would know that he has abundant riches and blessings intended even for sinners, even for us, even for you and for me. Let me tell you, the expense that God has gone to, to provide a welcome. Take this personal now. This is not even an illustration of our manufacturing. This is an illustration of the Lord Jesus' expression. A welcome to this feast the goodness of God poured out, the expense that he was willing to go to so that you and I could be welcomed into God's heaven forever. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. You understand, we are not fit to stroll into heaven. It is not the default destination of people when they die, that because God so loved the world, everyone in the world goes to be with him. Oh no, the provision was expensive. In order for him to send out the invitation, in order for him to pave the way for people like you and I, whose nature is so contrary to God, in fact, we're described as rebels against God, We only need to look at our own hearts and see that our hearts are deceitful and desperately wicked. The selfishness, the deceitfulness, the greed, the improper thoughts. All of these things come from within the heart and are expressed. And they're certainly expressed in our thoughts. We might repress them in our actions, But they come from within and we're not fit to be in the presence of the Lord Jesus. In fact, in Revelation, the Bible says nothing that contaminates, nothing that is evil, nothing that defiles will enter heaven. So you can understand that naturally as we are, though we're invited, we can't come in. But the provision, as I mentioned, is expensive And it is inclusive to all. God loved the world so much. And he wanted to give that welcome for all of us to come in. But he was willing to give his son. Give his son into humanity. Just like we're experiencing. We're living in this world in human bodies. And he came into a human body. God in human flesh so that he could give us a welcome, so he could provide abundantly in this banquet, in this feast that would last eternally, but to provide abundance for us, to provide forgiveness of sins and peace with God through the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus in his humanity and yet his perfect deity, went to the cross willingly and laid down his life for the sheep. He said, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Don't stay out there in the fields of sin when there's a banquet of riches and wealth and abundance in the Lord Jesus that have been so graciously provided and at such expense and all the provisions, the riches of his grace, forgiveness of sins, eternal life, given a life that fits us with a nature to be able to enjoy God, to enjoy his presence, No, you can hardly imagine that. Maybe that's something that keeps you away. But in all reality, he changes us. And right from the inside, we enjoy eternal life. And we enjoy peace with God through the Lord Jesus. And we have an inheritance reserved for us eternally in the heavens. As servants, every child of God, is reaching out with this good news because it's tremendous. We don't want you to miss out. We appeal to you. We've been sent out to tell you, and we love to tell you what we think of Jesus and what he would do for you, how he would change your life completely. He'll change your destiny, and he's done it. He's made it available, not at the expense of some richly spread table, And the expense of wealth, but the one who was rich, became poor. That's how much it cost him, so that we, through his poverty, could come into the riches that are eternal in the Lord Jesus. Yes, and he suffered. He died so that he might bring us to God. How much did this cost God? Christ, once, once and for all, suffered for sin, you see sin had to be removed it was a barrier we could never come to this banquet without sin being removed and he removed that by his suffering and death so that he could bring us to god there's a great supper come and they all began to make excuse these were really pathetic excuses i've bought some real estate i've bought 5 yoke of oxen i've married a wife therefore I can't come. Really? Do you understand? Do you understand the dignity, the honor of the person who's inviting you? Do you understand the expense to which he's gone, that you could come and feast? And they really, they despised. They dishonored all that the host had done. Listen, I'm not sure what your excuses may be, that to this moment, you have not responded to God's call of love. You've despised, really? You may not think of it this way, but you've despised the expense that he's gone to, which means you've despised the Lord Jesus. These people despise the invitation because they said, my land is more important. My oxen are more important. My wife, my relationships are more important. I will do my thing, and despise what the host of this feast has done for me. You see, you've received an invitation. It is personal, and you are personally accountable for how you respond to God. Can you imagine if he were standing at your door physically, and he knocks at your door, and surprisingly, you open, and you stand before him. And he says, now, what are you going to do with me? What are you going to do with me? It's not just a preacher now. What are you going to do with me? Are you going to tell him? Look, honestly, Jesus, I value my friends who don't value you. I value my friends more than I do you. Thank you very much. And you close the door. Others may say, oh, but there are some things I really love to do. There are pleasures that I enjoy and I really want to keep enjoying them. That makes me think just now of a woman I used to work for. She knew the gospel because she had heard it from me, and she'd come out to gospel meetings that we invited her to. And she said, look, I've worked long and hard to get the money that I have. And she said, I want more time to enjoy life the way I want to live it. I don't want the Lord Jesus. Then, then she got a knock at her door. The knock at her door was illness, and she became aware that all of the pleasures that she had intended for the rest of her life were soon going to go away anyway. She lived for one year, but she answered the call of God as God graciously in her life sent her illness, and she understood, and she turned to the Lord Jesus, and she lived for one year. To prove the change in her life that she, from her heart, loved and appreciated the Lord Jesus and what he had done for her. She was glad for that illness because she could have lived, perhaps many years longer, enjoying the pleasures of sin and lost her soul. Understand, the pleasures of sin are only for a season. Would you turn the Savior away from your door because of the parties that you want to enjoy? For just a little while longer, when He welcomes you to a banquet that is of infinite delight, of endless pleasure, and He has paid so much that you might enter in. God demonstrated His love to us in that while we were yet sinners, while we were still unfit to come into His banquet house, Christ died for us. He's provided the way. It's been costly, but he gives you the welcome. He gives you the welcome this evening. Those who came in, they enjoyed the banquet. Can you imagine? Because after the initial invite, he's refused the welcome. And that has scriptural significance that I'm not going to talk about tonight. But then the welcome went out far and wide, beyond The original ones invited to every kind of person, regardless of their status, out onto the highways, out to the byways, to the homeless, to the rich, to the poor. Welcome everyone to come in because all that I've provided will be enjoyed by those who come. Listen, those of us who have come, we can tell you from our hearts, this is enjoyable. Being a child of God is not drudgery that we endure until we get to heaven. It is enjoyment that is a true and honest delight. No, it's not a road without bumps, and it's not a smooth course. But there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. There's one who has promised to always be with us. And there's an enjoyment, there is a deep Enjoyment of the Lord Jesus and his presence that goes with us every step of our way. That deep longing, that emptiness has been filled. Our cup has been filled to overflowing. Those people that went into that banquet, they enjoyed the presence of the host. They enjoy eternal pleasures. And I think of Psalm number 16 and verse 11. In thy presence, is fullness of joy that we enjoy right now as well as eternally. And at thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. And I do believe some of you are staying away, are refusing the invitation, are not answering the RSVP yet because you are valuing pleasures that are only momentary and you will miss out on eternal pleasures at the right hand of God forevermore. The Lord Jesus said it, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And and if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come again and receive you unto myself so that where I am, there you may be also. Understand why we're spending these moments and welcoming you on the behalf of the Lord Jesus, there's a place prepared. There's the Father's house. There's pleasures forevermore. There's his presence that we'll enjoy, even beyond what Adam and Eve experienced in the garden of enjoyment of the presence of God. We're going to enjoy the presence of our Savior, our Redeemer, our Lord. And we welcome you on his behalf. Your sins are what keeps you away but you're welcomed because Christ died for the ungodly and he invites you. God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son so that whoever, you could be a whoever or a whosoever this night that would believe in him, that would trust him, that would be confident that this invitation is for you and by faith trust him, trust his word, and not perish, but have everlasting life. John 6 and 47, the Lord Jesus said, he that believes in me has everlasting life. Believes who he is, he's the son of God. Believes what he's done, he died for me. He paid sin's penalty in full. He's provided a rich banquet If I'll only come, that's a real genuine act of faith that brings all of the blessings of God to you. But I want to notice one last point that those who refused made excuse. Those who valued their own way, their own pursuits, they were excluded. That was the last verse that we read. I say to you that none... Not even one of those people who were welcomed, they were invited but refused, will taste of my supper. You see, this is not casual. You're welcome to this great supper, but to despise that invitation, to despise that person, to despise that expense will mean to be eternally excluded. The blackness, of darkness forever. Those are not my words. We just seek to faithfully, clearly warn. We wouldn't be faithful if we didn't let you know that there are consequences for despising Christ, for despising God, for despising his invitation, or for neglecting. How should we escape the judgment of God? How shall we escape the exclusion from the feast if we neglect so great salvation? But you don't have to miss out. You can RSVP tonight. Him that comes to me, I will never cast out. You can respond, I do believe. I will trust you. Trust you with my soul. Guilty, lost, helpless, unfit. I repent of my despising the invitation for years. And I appreciate the value of the sacrifice, the Lord Jesus, who loved me, who loved me and gave himself for me. And I'll receive him now as my Savior. If you'll trust the risen Savior who has paid sin's price on your behalf, you'll be welcomed into the great great feast to the great salvation to the eternal salvation that is alone found in the lord jesus
0: yes a personal response is required to god's call you've heard about your need of salvation you've heard about god's provision in christ He has done all that is needed for your soul's salvation. Send in your reply, Yes, I will go. Today, won't you? If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you to understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at email at anchorpointradio.com. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad that you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by believers in Christ who are meeting at various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday as well as other meetings such as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. No collection is ever taken and a very warm welcome awaits you. If you've been challenged by today's message and would like to know more about the truth of the gospel or of gathering under the name of our Lord Jesus Christ following New Testament principles,